0: How many is thankful for the word of the Lord this morning? How many understands that the Bible tells us that the word of the Lord is sharper than any two-edged sword? It's quick and powerful, the Bible tells us. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, we're going to go to the word of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. If you do not have your Bibles with you, you should. It's hard to go into battle without a sword. Amen. Amen. I don't know if I got any witnesses that time, but it's true anyway. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to start at verse 1, and we're going to keep it short this morning. And we're going to read through verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12. This is something that the Lord laid on my heart many days ago, maybe a week or so ago. uh, As I was praying one morning, uh, God quickened this scripture to my mind. And as I thought about it for days and days after that and sought God, I realized this was the word for this morning. and, And I pray that by the time I'm done preaching this morning, uh, that we as a church, as a people of God, that we uh, not only are, are blessed, but that we are refocused and refilled with hope today. Amen. I know pastor's been bringing some pretty heavy-duty, uh, very challenging messages here lately. Uh, it's not my agenda, it's his. Amen. And, uh, but I, I want to bring you uh, what I believe would be a, will be a message of hope This morning, How many needs some hope today? Amen. Amen. I'll raise my hand. Um, I could use a little hope every day. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at at verse 1. The writer here, he says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And what he's talking about is if you go through Hebrews chapter 11, it's what they call the hall of faith or the, the hall of fame of faith. And, and the whole chapter deals with faith and what God has been able to do. Uh, you'll read so many names in there from the Old Testament of, of things, that the mighty acts that God did through faith, and that's what they're referencing here in, in chapter 12 and verse 1. The writer says, Wherefore, seeing that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. That word beset, it means to thwart. It means to stop us. It means that you can't move in any direction. Amen. Because that's what sin does. It besets us. It stops us. It will prevent your forward motion. And he says, let's lay aside the weight of sin that does so easily beset us and then run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now that does not mean that Jesus is literally sitting at a right hand. God does, does not have a body. We know that God is a spirit. We also know that God became a man and took on flesh in the form of the man Jesus Christ. When the Bible talks about the right hand or the place of the right hand, it is speaking of of the order of a hierarchy. It is speaking when, when it says that something is at the right hand, it means it is a place of all power and all authority. And so, listen, brothers and sisters, all power and all authority is in Jesus. It is in the name of Jesus Amen. And that's what that scripture means there, speaking uh, about that. But I want to draw your attention to the first part of of verse 2 there, and I'm going to take my my sermon title or the message title this morning from that. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I want to preach to you this morning on what the Lord has given me. I want to preach to you from this thought, looking... Unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. 2020. I I bet you've never lived in a year where you said the name of that year more often than this year. Amen. Amen. And that's because 2020 has been a year of many things. Many things. And I know that I have mentioned this year a lot lately, I have preached on this year, I have pulled things from this year, but we should just face facts, brothers and sisters. This year has has probably impacted our lives in, in ways unlike probably any year that maybe you can think of. Maybe you've had different years, maybe you've had worse years than this, but, but I, I believe that If I went around the sanctuary right now, and and I asked all of us this morning about all of the different things that have happened in this year that have impacted our lives, I'm pretty sure that if I went around to every person in this sanctuary, I could probably get something different from every one of us, amen, because because we have all been affected in one way or multiple ways in the year 2020, amen. Amen. We have seen in in the past four years, we have seen political uh, upheaval unlike we've ever seen in the past. Uh, We've seen so much political unrest and and all of it, all of it just funneling and culminating into this election year. It seems like all of it has just been funneled into 2020, amen. This past year, we have seen racial unrest. Uh, racial unrest that, that has sparked the, the, the propagation of socio-political movements, amen, that have put such a pressure out there, that have pushed narratives that don't have any facts or, or any statistics to, to back them up. And, and I have watched this pressure going forward. I have watched people be shamed and bullied into conforming to certain beliefs and narratives that do not have any facts to back them up. We've watched in this past year an outbreak of domestic terrorism in the form of of anarchy groups. Amen. We have watched in the newscast. we have watched as as stores and blocks of stores have have been looted. Major metropolitan areas have been vandalized and, and blocks upon blocks of major American cities have been burned. And maybe the most astounding thing out of all of that is we have watched as some of our elected leaders, the ones that that we elect, amen, to, to protect us and to ensure the protection of our rights, it just blows my mind that there have been politicians and government officials that have capitulated to the demands of these domestic terrorists, some of them even publicly getting behind them. I I thought one of the greatest things about America is that we are a country of law and order. Amen. We've watched in this past year as a a spirit of absolute rebellion towards any kind of authority has, has revealed and really manifested itself in many ways. I never in my life thought that I would see a time in our country where there were people actually calling for the defunding of police departments. But brothers and sisters, we live in a time right now that the Apostle Paul described as perilous. Amen. There is an absolute disdain for authority in our country today. Amen. And sadly, if we're not careful, that can bleed into the church, and we don't want that. Amen. We've watched more so this past year. We have watched the normalizing. Get that. We have watched the normalizing of actual categorized and diagnosed mental disorders in which boys believe they can be girls and girls believe they can be boys. Now, this has been cataloged and this has been diagnosed, this has been in medical journals for decades as a mental disorder. And today we're told that this is normal, that the blurring of gender lines is normal. And if you say anything against it, like what I'm preaching right now, then that means that you're hateful or that means that you're, you know I don't know, insert one of the labels that they like to throw around so flippantly today. Amen. There's been an absolute normalization of sin and and things that go directly, that fly directly into the face of God and His Word. And we've seen much of it this year. And let's not forget, in case anybody missed it, Let's not forget a global pandemic, a global pandemic. Get this, brothers and sisters, that in just 11 months has changed the entire face of the world. Who thought that the entire U.S., the most powerful economy, the most powerful country, on the face of the earth, could be brought to its knees in 11 months. Let me tell you, God is still the God of heaven. Amen. The heavens are still His throne, and the earth is still His footstool. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. And so if God wanted to bring a country low, He knows how to do it. But in 11 months, in 11 months we have seen the, the, the face of the entire world shift in 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 the midst of this pandemic and on top of all of that for the past 11 months we have watched the american people scurrying looking searching for for information looking for answers people looking everywhere just trying to find some shred of hope something that they can call normal something that 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 will bring them some form of comfort for tomorrow. And unfortunately, one thing that really has been revealed to us over the past four years, and please don't misunderstand me, I'm not getting political today, I'm just stating some facts for you. One thing that really has been been revealed to us over the past four years is that our media, the people that we trust to be objective, the people that we trust to bring us information. I mean, its it has really been full-out revealed to us that the media is so bent and so slanted, amen, that people are looking for facts, they're looking for truth, they're looking for information, and people don't know where to go because I don't really care whether you're on the left or whether you're on the right. You are going to get slanted news information one way or the other. And so people are frustrated, and people are tired. And dare I say this morning, and maybe I can get some people to agree with me today. People are just plain wore out. If one thing you can say has happened over the past four years that truly has funneled and culminated in this year is that people are wore out. People are wore out mentally. People are wore out Physically. And people are wore out spiritually. And people are looking for answers. And where you used to be able to go to to objective journalism or to news media sites to get some information, you can't. And so people are scurrying. Hey, man, and they're just looking for something. Looking for something. Brothers and sisters... If you didn't know better, you would think it'd be enough to drive some people crazy. And all joking aside, the statistics tell us that it absolutely has. Amen. Clinical depression is on the rise. It has been all this year. Anxiety is on. You want to know who's really profiting out of 2020? It's the pharmaceutical companies. Because depression is on the rise. Anxiety disorders are on the rise. Domestic violence is on the rise. Unfortunately, suicide is on the rise. Amen. Because this is a year that is not just taking its toll on people emotionally or mentally, but this is truly a year that is taking its toll on people spiritually. Brothers and sisters, make no mistake about it. There is a spiritual aspect to this virus. Pastor, are you saying that, that that this like the devil made this? Look, I'm not saying all of that, but here's what I am saying. I'm saying that this virus did not take God by surprise. Amen. It did just come on the scene, and God was like, hey, I didn't see that coming. Amen. He is still on the throne. He's still in control. Amen. And I don't know what God is doing through all of this, but this much I can tell you God is doing something. Amen. It's uh interesting. I was putting these notes together in my office, and where my desk sits, right to the left of me on the wall, I have a big cork board where I I, I keep things pinned up there that I don't want to forget or I want a reference. And I was putting these notes together, and and I happened to remember a postcard that I had up there on that cork board, uh. And, and I found it very interesting. Last January, last January, now that was before any of this stuff was, was all over the country. Last January, uh, our church received a postcard here, and I, and I took it home with me. Um, we received a, a postcard from a sister by the name of Amy Ruffin, uh, a woman that I've never met personally, but I've had a lot of correspondence with her uh, through our Facebook page, and and through email. And and I found it very interesting uh, when I looked at that postcard because on the front of that postcard, now mind you, I got this last January. On the front of that postcard, it said, and I quote, year 2020, remain focused. And then it quoted Colossians chapter 3, and verse 2, where the Apostle Paul said this, he said, set your affections on things above and not things above. On the earth. And I looked at that postcard and, and I couldn't help Brother Joel but chuckle a little bit. And so uh, I remembered that I had emailed her a few months ago. I was actually in my office when all of this stuff was just going on and we were gearing up for the election, and I, I happened to look over at that postcard. And, and I emailed her jokingly telling her just how prophetic that postcard was. It said 2020, remain focused. And the irony, brothers and sisters, is that focus has been a very difficult thing to do in 2020. Amen. And maybe it's just me, but I have had a very difficult time focusing on some things in 2020. Amen. But how many would agree this morning that focus is always very difficult when you are surrounded by constant distractions? Amen. How many times for those of us that had young kids at one time, were you ever just trying to focus on something and your kids were in there saying, hey, I need this, I need this, can I do this? And they're asking you all these questions and you can't focus. And finally, you're like, Sally, Billy, listen, you got to go do something with yourself. You're driving me crazy. It's hard to focus, amen, when you are surrounded by distractions. And all of those distractions, just, just pick one. Pick one of of, of the things that I named earlier. Racial unrest, political unrest. Just name one of those distractions. Those distractions, they they have left so many people in a state of confusion, in a a state of frustration. The postcard said, stay focused. But yet being focused is something that has been so hard to come by in 2020. 2020. There's so many distractions out there. Amen. And I have watched. I have watched over the course of this year as those distractions have made headway into the church. Amen. I have watched, especially in this year. Now, remember, I said that there was political upheaval. And we know it's all been going on for four years, but it has funneled itself and has concentrated itself into this year. And I have watched this year as the focus of many Christians have been taken off of Jesus and put on their political party. And sadly, brothers and sisters, I have watched. I've watched online. I have watched as spirit-filled believers, people I know personally, people I know that are spirit-filled. I have watched spirit-filled believers become hateful and even spiteful all in the name of a system that will fail you. I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but if you're putting all your, all your eggs in the basket with politics, you're going to break two-thirds of them. But I have watched people that have sacrificed their Christian witness to a system that's really not designed to help you. Again, I'm not trying to burst anybody's bubble here, but this. let me... I'll... Lord, help me this morning. Spoiler alert. Politics are designed for votes. Because it's all about power. You could probably count on this, this many fingers the amount of people in the government that actually care what happens to you tomorrow. But there's so many people that have got so caught up in the distractions of 2020. Amen. That we have taken our eyes off of Jesus. And we have taken our eyes off of His kingdom. Amen. And we have put all of our faith in the kingdoms and in the systems of men. And then we wonder why we're wore out. And then we wonder why we're so distracted. And then we wonder why it is when we go to pray that we can't feel God. Hey man, I'm telling you, it's because we've lost our focus in 2020. And I've watched this year, and and I know that you've seen this too, I've watched this year as the pendulum of focus on this pandemic swings wildly and out of control from one direction to the other. And what I mean by that is you have some people that since this started, now, now, now we can thank the media for this too because all they do is pump fear. That's the only thing coming through your television, Brother Larry. It's the only thing coming through your radio. We don't, we just, how many in here just quit watching the news? We did. We just quit watching it. Amen. You just want to go throw yourself in the ocean. You watch the news too much. But we have watched as people have been just completely gripped with fear and anxiety. There's some folks that haven't even left their house in months. Amen. And, and please don't misunderstand me. If you have an underlying condition and you are high risk, I, I'm not picking on you. You got to do what you got to do preserve, to preserve your health. Amen. But I'm talking about people that have really uh, become overcome and come into bondage of fear. Amen. There are people that are dealing with anxiety right now unlike anything they have ever dealt with. Spirit-filled believers. Amen. I can tell you, I can be very transparent with you this morning and tell you it was probably last April. Amen. When all of this really started to break and I was trying to take in all of this information and I was trying to learn all the stuff and we didn't really know much about this pandemic. And I was trying to learn everything I could to protect this church. I can tell you right now, it started to affect my spirit. I started to feel some of that anxiety. I started to feel that fear. Amen. But praise God, I recognized it for what it was. And the Bible tells me that God has not given me a spirit of fear. Amen. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. But listen, you are what you eat. Let me say that again. You are what you eat. If you sit in front of a TV and you take in all of this fear and you take in all of these negative newscasts, I'm telling you, it'll not only affect your mind, it will affect your spirit. And so you have people that have been completely overcome and just lost in the grip of fear. And then there's others. There's others that I've talked to. Amen. Amen. That, that almost seemed to be operating in a spirit of pride, almost arrogance about bucking the system. Listen, brothers and sisters, I don't really care. But, okay, let me, let me retract that, because that, that was going to sound kind of cold. I, I do care whether or not you wear a mask, but I don't care. How do I say this? I respect your right in this church when you are outside of this church, to assume your own personal responsibilities. Now, it would be one thing if the science was settled on all this stuff, but it's not. And so, when I walk through a store, Sister Wilma, and I see somebody that's not wearing a mask, I don't believe that person's trying to kill everybody in the store. And if I'm walking through a store, Mike, and I see somebody wearing a mask, I don't think that person is a sheep. But there's some people that have become so full of pride. And I can't really blame those people necessarily because there's so much distrust in the system today that people second-guess everything that they're told because they've been lied to. If anybody's to blame for this, it's the media and the government because they've ruined their credibility for decades. But, brothers and sisters, the Bible tells me this. It says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. And so, you know what? When I go into a store, I'll put on a mask because if it helps my neighbor, you say, Well, what if you don't see your neighbor? Everybody I see in that store is my neighbor. Come on, somebody. Everybody, I walk past. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that man, whether he's young or old. I don't know if he has underlying conditions. I know that that I'm I'm 46 years old. I'm healthy. Hey, man. But my neighbor, that person that could be gripped with fear, that's just trying to get out, maybe for the first time in two months to get some groceries. Hey, man. I've got to look after my neighbor. And so I'm not up here to tell you that you have to wear a mask or or that you don't. What I'm telling you is as a Christian, I'm trying to look after my neighbor. I'm trying to take care of those people around me. I'm trying to follow after peace with all men. But there are people in the world today that are so overcome with either fear on one side of the pendulum or arrogance on the other side of the pendulum, we forgot what the middle looked like. And it's because of all of these distractions. Amen. The Bible says that there are many voices that have gone out in the world and none without distinction. Brothers and sisters, there's a lot of voices competing for your attention right now in the world. That's the reason months ago we just shut the news off. I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm not watching this stuff. I'm not. I'll catch. I have one news source. I have a podcast I listen to. And it's only because I can trust that guy to be intellectually honest. That's what I want. You know how refreshing it is just to find somebody that's intellectually honest, Brother Joel? That's refreshing. But I do feel sorry this morning. I truly do. I feel sorry for those people that are so deep in the bondage of fear that they're sitting around and impatiently waiting for a vaccine that's going to come and save them. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not anti-vaccine. I, I, I don't really. I don't have a dog in this hunt, okay? I'm not saying any of that, hey amen. But I'm talking about people that are in bondage to fear, hey amen. And they feel that their only salvation is going to come through a needle, Oh man, I don't know if I've punched some sacred cows or kicked them or pushed them over. I don't know what I've done so far this morning. I'm just going to keep preaching. Is that okay? The Apostle Paul said this, and he wrote this in his second letter to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. He said this, he, less, he said, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, he said, For we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest Satan should get advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. That word devices comes from the Greek word noamea, which means mind or thoughts. So in other words, if I can reverse what the Apostle Paul is saying here, he said if we become ignorant or unaware of Satan's workings, he said that's when the devil gets or gains an advantage over us. Amen. When we can when we become ignorant, when we can't see what Satan is doing, when we can't discern what Satan is doing in the earth, he said that's when hell gains advantage over us. And sadly, brothers and sisters, that's what I see going on in the world today through distractions. But hear me this morning. I've come to this pulpit Amen. To sound the alarm for this church so that it does not happen to us. Amen. I don't want to see one person in this church. I don't want to see one person who may be watching this on YouTube. I don't want to see one person who may be listening to this podcast. Amen. To be overcome. For hell to gain an advantage over them. Amen. Because we become distracted by all of the voices going on in the world today. Now hang with me. I'm going someplace. The people of God, I can't stress this enough this morning. The people of God must strive to have a spirit of discernment in this hour. That word discernment is just a a fancy word. It means the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. In other words, being able to take a few little pieces of a picture that's not entirely clear and understand what you're looking at. Brothers and sisters, in the Holy Ghost, in the Word of God, in the Spirit, in prayer, hey man, we better be able to see and discern what Satan is doing in the earth lest he get an advantage over us. But in the church today, there is such a lack of spirituality. As a matter of fact, in some churches, the Holy Ghost has been kicked out altogether. They say, oh, you can't talk in tongues and you can't do this and you can't do that because you're not supposed to do that. Show me in this book Step off that soapbox. But the point that I'm making, the point that I'm making is that you can have discernment in the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, Jesus talks about this in John chapter 16 and verse 13. Here's what the Lord said. He said, how be it when He, who? The Spirit of Truth. How many know today we need a Spirit of Truth in this world? My God, do we need the Spirit of Truth right now. He said, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he was talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, he will guide you. That's the key. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. Pastor, are you saying the Holy Ghost will show me the future? That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, amen, is that if we will lean on the Holy Ghost, if we will depend on the Holy Ghost, he said the Holy Ghost will lead you into all understanding. Amen. Listen, brothers and sisters, when you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you'll watch the news a little bit different if you're still watching it. You'll read headlines a little bit different. Amen. You'll see things through a little different lens than the general public. Because the Holy Ghost will show you things to come. He will guide you into all truth and understanding. You want to know why a lot of people are caught up in this? One, it's either that they're not filled with the Spirit, or they are filled with the Spirit and they quit depending on it. Brother Larry, having the Holy Ghost and doing nothing with it is like winning the lottery and saying, I ain't spending a cent. Ain't one of us here today would do that. But yet, people get a hold of the Holy Ghost. They receive the Holy Ghost, and they, well, I got the Holy Ghost. I guess I could be saved now. Hey Amen. But that's not the reason. I just preached on this. That's not the reason God gave. God didn't give us a Holy Ghost to talk in tongues. Hey Amen. He gave us the Spirit of Truth. Hey Amen. To be a guide for us. Do you want to know what's going to get us through this hour? It's going to be the Holy Ghost. It's going to be prayer. It's going to be the people of God that can hear the voice of God in this hour. He said, my sheep shall know my voice. If there was ever a time that we need the spirit of truth, if there was ever a time, brothers and sisters, that we need to hear from God, the time is now. And I preached last weekend, pastor's not the only one that can hear from God. You can hear from God. There was a reason that Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 26 and 41 to watch and pray. He said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Now, when we talk about temptation, most of the time we think about like lust. We talk about something, we think about something sexual, that's temptation. But there are all kinds of temptations out there. This could be a temptation. <laughs> but he said, watch and pray that you fall not into temptation. Amen. Brothers and sisters, there's all kinds of things going on in the world. There's all kinds of things going on in this country that will demand your, inten- uh, your attention. And there's all kinds of information and all kinds of false information. Hey Amen. They, they say that we're living in the information age. But the problem is, is you don't know what information you can trust and what information you can't. And so there's all of these voices going on in the world. Hey Amen. And Brother Larry, if you, if you work in a plant, you work in a plant, I work in a plant. Hey Amen. Everybody worships at the altar of their own opinion. Everybody's got something to say. Everybody's got a take on something. Oh, the vaccine, it's the mark of the beast. It ain't. We'll talk about that at some point. It ain't. I can back it up with Scripture. I promise. But there's all these different rabbit holes and all these different trails and all these different conspiracy theories. Because people don't trust the government. They don't trust the system. But on top of that, brothers and sisters, it is a distraction from the enemy. Don't get caught up in all of the rabbit trails and all of the conspiracy theories that will get your eyes off of him and on everything else around you. You know what will happen? You'll drive yourself crazy. You'll drive yourself crazy, and then on top of that, you'll still never get to the truth. You'll drive yourself nuts, and in the end, you won't be any better off than you were in the beginning. If you want to know where to look, brothers and sisters, get in this book. If you want to know where to look, hey man, lift up your eyes, man, and look to the hills. Jesus said, he said, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, you've got the spirit of truth. He said, and that spirit of truth is going to guide you into things to come. Listen, brothers and sisters, I know that, that some of us raised our hands and said that, that we're, not, we're not watching the news, and, and hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. But, but I, I mean, I don't know. If you still are, I don't know what kind of, you know. I can't tell you that your newscast is true. I can't tell you that the headlines that I read yesterday is true. I can't even tell you that the podcast I listened to is, is true. But I can tell you one thing. When I read something in this book and it says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. When I read something in this book, amen, I can count on this word being true. And so there's all kinds of distractions and there's all kinds of things in the world. Amen. There's all kinds of shifting sand that I can try to build my house of faith upon. Amen. But the Bible says that in this Word, I have a rock. And for those of you in the house today that have worked in construction or building, you know you don't build a house on an unstable foundation. Because it doesn't really matter how beautiful or how big or how strong you build the house, if the foundation crumbles, everything's going to fall. Amen. Brothers and sisters, please hear me this morning. It is too late in the game. It's too late in the game to mess around, amen, with all of the distractions. Jesus is coming, amen. All of the signs are pointing to it. We have Bible prophecy that is coming to pass right now at a rate that it has never come to pass before. Keep your eyes on the Middle East. Keep your eyes on those peace treaties that are going on over there. The Bible, your Bible, my Bible predicted it was going to happen. And I, I know that we're on the, the verge of a, of a vaccine. I have been hearing those news reports, and I've been seeing that. And, and, and listen, there's, there's probably some of you here this morning. Paula works in the healthcare industry. She probably knows more about this virus than I do. And some of you here today probably know about this, more about the virus than I do. I know what I've researched. I've done my part. I've had my family on a regimen of high doses of vitamin C. Moderate doses of zinc and D3 for months. Pastor, does that mean you're not going to get it? don't mean I'm not going to get it. But it does seriously help my chances. Amen. I would recommend that regimen to everybody in here. That's just basic vitamins. Things your body needs. Amen. I'm trying to do everything I can. I'm trying to maintain good hygiene. Amen. Uh, Brother Larry, I don't know how you are, but... Or, or 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 mike but i've washed my hands so much that my goodness i put hand sanitizer on i'm on fire because hand sanitizer has a way of finding every crack in your skin that you didn't know was there until you put the hand sanitizer on and so we're doing what is within our power to do amen i can't stand up here and tell you i've read the studies on the masks I've read the, 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 uh, the uh, efficacy of the math. I, I can't sit up here and tell you that those are foolproof because they're not. I can't tell you that social distancing is foolproof. I, I can't tell you any of that. All I can tell you is that what we can do is what we can do, and then we have to trust the Lord to take care of the rest of it. Pastor, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters, is what the writer of Hebrews said. There's a lot of things in the world right now we can get our eyes on. But we need to be looking unto Jesus. If you're looking for hope today, looking unto Jesus. If you're looking for comfort today, looking unto Jesus. You're not going to find it in politics. You're not going to find it on CNN or Fox News. Hey man, if you're looking for comfort and you're looking for truth, you'll find it in Jesus. Because politics and politicians will fail you. Journalism will fail you. Public information will fail you. But the Word of God will never fail you. And so, if you want to know whether or not you're going to make it, then the answer is simply in where are you looking? Where is your focus? I made up my mind, brothers and sisters, I'm looking unto Jesus. Amen. I'm not following all that stuff that's out there. I'm not going down all those rabbit holes. I'm not getting involved in all those conspiracy theories. I don't care if Sasquatch did the vaccination and the aliens helped them. I'm not getting in the middle of all of that. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm not against vaccines. I'm not against any of that stuff. But you hear me this morning. I'm not looking for the FDA or, from, or some pharmaceutical company to be my salvation. I'm not against any of that. I take a flu shot every year. Judge me. I don't care. <laughs> That's just something I do. But my salvation isn't going to come from the FDA. Hey, man, my hope is not in a vaccine Amen. I I hope that vaccine is legit and I hope it saves countless uh, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of lives. I hope for the best outcome possible. I truly do. I'm not looking for anybody to fail or anybody to get in trouble. I'm not looking for anybody to get sick and die. But my hope is not in a vaccine. I'm looking unto Jesus. Amen. When I get up in the morning, I'm trying to get my eyes on Jesus. Matter of fact, when I, when, I, when I lay down at nine and I'm staring at the ceiling, I try to make sure that my final thoughts before I go to sleep, amen, I lay there and I thank God for His blessings that day. And I thank God for His hand upon my life that day. Amen. And I just talk to the Lord because I want the very last thoughts before I fade off to sleep to be about Jesus. I've got to get my eyes on Jesus. I've made up my mind, brothers and sisters. Amen. I've got to be closer to God right now than I've ever been. I've got to be more serious about serving God right now than I've ever been. I've got to be faithful more now to the things of God than i ever been. I've got to get my hand in His hand. Amen. Because the only way I'm going to endure until the end is to be with Him and to keep my eyes upon Jesus. Because Jesus said it this way, I know, I know we, we run around, we talk about being saved, but Jesus said this. He said, they that endure until the end, the same will be saved. Brother and sister, right now, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade, but we're only getting a taste right now of what it means to endure. You think 11 months has been rough, read through the rest of the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel and the book of Ezekiel. Things are going to get tough. And I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. And I'm not trying to bum anybody out. But I'm telling you today, if you want hope, brothers and sisters, look unto Jesus. Get your eyes on Him. Get your eyes off the things of this world. Amen. Get your eyes on being excited. I was so happy last night. Yesterday, I went to the grocery. I got a call from Sister Marlene. Sister Marlene, and uh, uh, they haven't come the past two services because we were waiting on Brother Carl's COVID test to come back. Praise God, it came back negative. But... They weren't able to come. She called me yesterday, and you know she said? She said, Pastor, I am so excited about being in church tomorrow. I told my wife and I got home, I said, if I could get a phone call from everybody like that, my goodness, what kind of church we would have if everybody just got excited about being in church, amen. Before before anybody got here, I was walking up here, and my wife and I, uh, Sister Marlene can attest that prior to service, my wife and I just kind of run around here like chickens with our heads cut off. No offense to chickens. But we got a lot of stuff to do. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into prepping for service. Amen. But I was walking up here and she said, Pastor? And I said, Yes, Sister Marlene. She said, I can't wait to hear the word of the Lord today. Brothers and sisters, if we could get our eyes on Jesus, if we could get excited about coming to church, if we could get excited about worship, if we could get excited about lifting our hands, if we could get excited about lifting our voice, if we could come into the house of God and say, I wonder what the Lord has for me today. I wonder what God is going to speak through me today through the preacher. Amen. I know I'm going to leave here different than I came in. What if we came in here with our eyes on Jesus? (laughs) Oh, God help me this morning. God help me this morning. I know there's a lot of things going on. I know there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of voices. I know there's all kinds of things. We named a bunch of it today. But brothers and sisters, it does not take away from the fact, amen, that the church has a divine mission Hey Amen. I know there's all kinds of things going on, but there is still a city down in the valley that we've got to reach. There's still a county here in Franklin we've got to reach. Hey Amen. i still got a burden in my soul for Liberty and for Union County. What am I trying to say? I know there's a lot of voices and I know that there's a lot of distractions. Hey Amen. But if we as the church can get our eyes on Jesus, then we can fulfill the mission that He has ordained us for. Amen. And the only way, you hear me this morning, the only way we can fail is if we get distracted. So if you're, if you're here this morning, or if you're watching, or you're listening, amen, and this, this, this year has taken its toll on you, amen, and, and you say, Pastor, I'm just, I'm, I can't get any peace, and I'm just, I'm just searching for peace. Hey, man, if that's you this morning, look unto Jesus. John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace, he said, My peace I give unto you. You ain't gonna get his peace in a needle. You ain't gonna get his peace in politics. You ain't gonna get his peace in some socio political movement. Amen, because he said, my peace I give to you, not as the world giveth. And then he said, don't let your heart be troubled and don't be afraid. Hey, brothers and sisters, I don't want to catch anything, but I'm telling you right now, ain't one of us going to leave this world any sooner than what God wants us to. Oh, I love hearing all the amens this morning. There's people right now that say, hey, I feel so wore out. I feel so, so weak. I get off work and hey, I can identify with you. I've had many a nights like that. I get off work and my body's just tired and I go home and I'm wore out. But you hear me this morning. If you're looking for strength, look unto Jesus. Psalm 29 and 11 says that the Lord will give strength unto His people and the Lord will bless His people with peace. There's a lot of people right now, they're just looking for something. I keep hearing the phrase, a return to normalcy. I can't stand up here on this platform today and tell you that that's ever going to happen. Hey man, I would like to have a return to normalcy myself. Hey man, where, where, where my news feed isn't all clogged up with all kinds of junk that's going on in the world. But there's people, they're, they're scurrying everywhere right now and they're just, they're just saying, oh pastor, I, I just need help. I just need help, but you hear me this morning. If you're searching for help in this hour, would you just look unto Jesus? Psalm 121, 1 and 2. The psalmist says this. He said, I will lift up my eyes. There's a lot of people walking around with their heads down. Hey, Amen. you hear me this morning. If that's you, I want you to lift up your head. Hey man, the psalmist said, I lift my eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help? And then he says, my help cometh from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. If you're looking for help, hey man, would you just look unto Jesus today? Oh. Let me see if I can get somebody to be honest this morning. And we're almost done here today. is there anybody here i just had this conversation with some folks this weekend and i want this church to always make sure that you understand that it's okay to be fully honest with god because the bottom line brother joel is if you're not he knows it anyway how many understand this morning it's okay to tell god you failed How many understand this morning that it's okay to tell God that you're struggling with your faith? How many understand that it's okay to ask God to help you with unbelief? That's in your your Bible. It's okay to ask God to help you with that. And so let me ask you this question. Is there anybody here that would testify? Pastor? There's been times I feel like I've lost my joy. i got some hands. If you've lost your joy, look unto Jesus. The Apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter, verses 1, 7-9. Here's what's going on, brothers and sisters. It is the trial of your faith. Not one of us here. Not one of us. And if you do... You're different than me. Not one of us here enjoy trials. Not a fan of it. Not a fan of it. But I trust the word of the Lord when it says that he works all things to my good. The apostle Peter, he says, the trial of your faith, that trial, he said, that trial, how crazy is this? He says, that trial is more precious than silver and gold. He said, because at the end of that trial, He said, it'll be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. He said, Jesus, who you haven't seen and yet you love. And though you don't see Him now, He said, you still believe. And here's what He said. He said, in that Jesus, He said, you can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. And so if you're struggling right now every day and you're like, oh, I've lost my joy. Amen. And the devil has come in and said, well, you're a Christian and you're a spirit-filled Christian and you're supposed to have joy. Where's your joy, you failure? Amen. You just need to look at the trial that you're dealing with right now and know that God is going to work it out. Amen. And in Jesus, you can find joy unspeakable and full of glory. Because Peter finishes that thought by saying that at the end of that trial, the salvation of your souls. Here's what I believe this morning. It is God that sustains me. It is God that upholds me. It is God that writes my story. It is God that orders my steps. And brothers and sisters, in the year 2020, it is God who I, I am learning to lean and depend upon more and more every day. I joked around this morning, I joked around at the beginning of this message about That postcard that I received, and I I joked around about how prophetic that postcard was. but, But brothers and sisters, make no mistake about it. This morning, what I'm preaching to you is I'm preaching. This is a call, brothers and sisters, for us to get focused. And not only get focused, but stay focused. If you want to know how we're going to get through this hour, Jesus gave us the divine instructions And it's simply this. It's not not a whole laundry list of things. You want to know how you're going to get through this? I'm going to tell you. It's very simple. Watch and pray. If you do one without the other, you're going to get all off course. Watch and pray is the divine instruction for this hour. Amen. I'm closing this morning. I, I, I hope... That this message has encouraged you. That we need to be looking unto Jesus. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus is, is the author. Amen. Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is if you wake up every day and you put your hand in his hand. Amen. And, and, and everybody that, that, that comes here knows that I, I teach and I preach on morning prayer. If you get up in the morning and you go to prayer. hey Amen. And, and you get a hold of Jesus. You got him all day. But if you wake up and it's your heart's desire, it's your heart's desire for God to order your steps that day. If you're completely dependent upon Him to direct your paths, and He said, Jesus, I'm going to put my hand in Your hand. God, I can't make it through this day unless You help me. I can't make it through this day, God, unless You order my steps. Jesus, apart from You, I can't do anything. You can wake up in the morning and that's your heart and that's your burden. And you say, well, pastor, that's not my...